This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com and BTG Wellness. And tonight, I want to talk to you about motivation and why it feels so freaking hard. So many of us have these goals, these things that we want to do, and so many people struggle with, I just can't seem to get motivated. Why? Why can't I get motivated? So tonight, I want to help fill in some of the information gaps and help you understand what motivation really is and how you can get yourself to a place where you can get motivated no matter what is going on in your world. So why is this important? This is important because most of us attempt to motivate ourselves in ways that pull us way out of alignment with who we are and our soul's wisdom. So while we eventually get stuff done, we have to do it in a way that really doesn't feel good. This is important because without this information, you're going to constantly label yourself as being lazy or I'm a procrastinator or whatever other stories we'd like to tell ourselves in our heads. And this is important because knowing how to activate your own motivation strategy is the key to constantly being able to move forward on your healing journey. Now, when it comes to motivation, we are either motivated towards what we want or away from what we don't want. So either I work so that I can retire in Arizona and I can golf all day and curl all night and go shopping for crystals all weekend. Or I work so I don't end up broke and in debt and alone and starving and living in a box on the street. So in one case, we're motivated towards what we want. And the other case, we're motivated away from what we don't want. Most of us think that if we have a big enough, good enough goal, that's all that we need to do to get ourselves to do something. But the reality is that most of us have a motivation strategy that has at least a little bit of pain and some of us a lot. This is why things have to get so bad for some people to actually smarten up. People don't start to eat better until they've had a heart attack. People don't start to move their bodies until they've like broken something. We don't start to take supplements until something's gone wrong. For most of us, it takes some pain to motivate us to do that thing that we know we should do, but we just can't make ourselves do. So when it comes to motivation, we tend to think that we're a towards kind of person. And while that's part of it, what we tend to forget is that most of us have at least a little bit, if not a lot of pain in our motivation strategy, which means the pain has to hit a certain threshold before we become motivated to do anything. Now, this is based on something that was studied and developed by Sigmund Freud, and it's called the pain-pleasure principle. And what it basically says is that we make decisions and choices in our everyday life in order to either decrease pain or increase pleasure. Every single decision you make, from the teeniest, tiniest to the biggest, is based on your brain's assessment of the short-term and long-term impact of your pain-to-pleasure ratio in your life. So if we look inside the brain, there is a structure in the brain called the nucleus accumbens. It is part of the brain's reward circuit, and it's found in an area of the brain called the basal forebrain. When something outside of us, either positive or negative, happens, 
Our brain responds by releasing dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter and a hormone. It's the happy neurotransmitter. makes you kind of feel all happy and good. What's really interesting is that we used to think that the brain would only release dopamine in response to positive, rewarding stimuli in the environment, meaning as long as something good is happening, we get more dopamine. What we've actually discovered, or what scientists have discovered, is that dopamine gets released whether we deem the experience positive or negative. Your brain responds by releasing the happy, happy chemical, even when there's stuff going on around you that's painful, which brings us to the idea that pain is important. Pain is extremely motivating. Pain is necessary. For some people, it's part of how they learn. For some people, if something is too easy, they'll reject it. So pain is the only way they know that something is real. While we like to think with a big enough carrot on the end of that stick, we will go after our goals. The reality is, is that pain is an important part of the motivation strategy of every human being. So the question is, what are you doing to create this pain in your life? Or are you waiting for the universe to do it for you? So let's say you have this goal. You have this thing you want to do. And you try to get to it, and you try to get to it, and you try to get to it, and it's just not getting there, and you keep sliding farther and farther and farther away from it. And suddenly you hit this point of pain. You hit your threshold of pain, and you're like, okay, bam, motivation strategy has been activated. And so now you start to move towards that goal. As you move towards your goal, you're going to get farther from your pain. If pain is part of what motivates you, what do you think is going to happen to your motivation as you get closer to your goal? going to go in the toilet. And then we're going to tell ourselves all these stories about, oh, maybe it just wasn't the right goal for me. Maybe it's not meant to be. And all these other fun stories that we like to tell ourselves. But it's just because we've moved too far away from our pain point, and so our motivation naturally will decrease. And there will be a point in the journey where you are far enough from your pain point that it's no longer enough to push you forward. But the goal is not yet close enough for you to grasp onto and pull yourself towards it. And this is the stage where we start to feel stuck. Where we're like, I've done all this work and I've gotten this far, but I just can't seem to get past this point. There's like this glass ceiling here. We start to tell ourselves things like, well, it's not great, but it's better. I mean, it's better than it was. And maybe I just need to learn to be okay with this. And some of us will just stay stuck here in mediocrity, and some of us will unconsciously self-sabotage in order to create more pain so that we will get motivated again to feel better. And some of us will spend a lifetime going a little bit towards our goal, losing our motivation, dragging back into our pain, getting motivated again, losing our motivation, dragging back into our pain. So the question is, how do we create this pain in a way that keeps us moving towards our goal, but doesn't require us to hurt ourselves? Because what most of us do to create pain in our life is to use rage or shame to motivate ourselves. We tell ourselves terrible things to create enough pain where we finally say, screw it, I'm just going to do that thing. And the good news is, is it gets us there. So this is a valid option and it is effective in the short term but it will pull you way out of alignment with your own soul's wisdom. And so while you might get to that thing you wanted, you're doing it at a very heavy cost. You're breaking all trust with yourself. And so 
We want to make sure that we are creating pain in a way that doesn't pull us out of alignment, that doesn't wait for the universe to slap us around, that doesn't require us to slide backwards, but to actually keep moving forward. So when we want to add in a pain point, we either want to add something that's undesirable when the movement towards our goal stalls, or we want to take away something that is desirable when that movement towards our goal stalls. So when I'm working with my coach, if I know I want to get this goal and I know this is something I want to do, I put my hula hoops on the line. For those of you who know me, I'm a hula hoop dancer, not for money, just for fun. I have 30 plus hula hoops. They're custom made. Some of them are $100 a pop. I always have hula hoops traveling with me. You come to my retreat, you get to hula hoop with me and I teach you all about why it's so awesome. And if I don't do the thing that I said I wanted to do, I have to give up all my hula hoops. That is a big pain point for me. That is one that I am in control of. That is one that I have chosen for myself because I want to do that thing. And I know I need a pain point. Otherwise, I'm not going to keep my motivation strategy activated as I get closer to my goal. So here's the secret to staying motivated. The secret is to create pain on your own terms. That's it. And that means putting in place what the coaching world likes to call a consequence. A consequence is a way of inducing pain on your terms. It's designed to teach you to maintain accountability, to maintain your safety so you don't have to poop on your own soul to get stuff done, and to activate your motivation strategy. A consequence is not the same thing as a punishment. A punishment is something that we come up with after the fact, whereas a consequence is something we agree upon ahead of time. Okay, I know I want to do this thing. I know that as I get closer to this goal of mine, my motivation is going to drop because I'm going to get farther from my pain. What can I do to keep myself moving, to hold myself accountable, to make it easier to do that thing than to not do that thing? So a consequence is something that you come up with ahead of time. It's something that has to activate your pain points enough to get your motivation strategy running. Around day 10 of a 30-day challenge, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to do this anymore. And if I don't have a pain point, I will give up. Of course I will. There's not enough of a goal yet that I'm moving towards that I'm going to grab. I'm not feeling good yet from the process. So that's not enough to pull me there. And the pain that made me want to do the anger work in the first place is not as high because it's been 10 days of doing it. So putting in place a consequence, putting in place a pain point that you decide on your terms allows you to keep yourself motivated and moving towards your goal without having to poop on your own soul that having to use rage or shame to get you there. Bullying yourself to get your goals works in the short term. Pulls you out of alignment. Valid option, would not recommend it. Putting in place a pain point, a consequence that you have choice, that you have control over, is the way to keep yourself motivated. And then it's not about, oh, I just can't get this done. I'm just too lazy. I'm a procrastinator. Then it's like, okay, how badly do I want that? Do I want that thing enough to actually put this in place? And sometimes the answer is yes. And sometimes we realize, no, it wasn't really a want anyways. It was a should. So some ideas to get you started. These are ideas that are inspired by consequences I have used with my clients. Um, you have to donate money to a charity or a political party that you despise. Can't be one that you love. It can't be like, oh, well, if I don't do, if I don't journal every day, I'll put money aside for a vacation. That's not a pain point. <laughs> I'll give it to my favorite charity. No, it has to go somewhere that you hate. 
Um, like if you're, if there's a political candidate that you despise, I had one client who, if they defaulted on the task that they chose for themselves, they would have to donate to this political candidate's party and buy a hat that shows that they support that candidate and wear it for a week with minimum three pictures on social media. And they're like, Oh, that's never going to happen. I'm like, perfect. And that pain point will keep you motivated when halfway to your goal, you start to lose the motivation because you're not close enough to that old pain point anymore. Um, giving up something or destroying a precious item or a collectible. Like I said, I will give up my hula hoops if I default. Um, a really creative one is uh, having your kid choose your outfit for the day. Someone who you know is going to make you look ridiculous. For something like doing 30 days of journaling in a row. Let's say this is something that you want to do. Let's say you've decided, I know this is something I want to do. And I start, but after like a couple of days, I start to forget. I just don't want to do it. My motivation goes. And the question I'd like to ask is, let's say you've had a lifey day, like the lifiest of lifey days. It is just the end of this day. It's two o'clock in the morning. You're exhausted. You crawl your way into bed. You lie down in bed, you're under the covers, you're just starting to float off into that nice, happy place and you realize, damn it, I forgot to do my journaling today. What is a big enough pain point to get you up out of bed? If you know you have to donate $500 to a high kill shelter, or if you know you have to donate money, well, someone I know found this guy, he started to go fund me and literally said, uh, help me raise money for a, a booze bender this weekend. I want to get trashed. And she's like, if I default on my task, I will donate $300 to this douchebag. And I'm like, that's a great one. <laughs> and I'll tell you, she got it done. Because here's the thing. If the consequence is big enough, it never gets activated. So you always want to err on the side of being too much. Because if you let yourself off the hook, if it's not a big enough consequence, you've just taught yourself how to keep yourself stuck which means you have 100% power and responsibility to be able to activate your own motivation strategy or wait for the universe to do it. I wouldn't recommend that. It tends to be harsh. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that pain is an important part of life. Your brain responds to it in the same way it responds to pleasure. It uses the same hormone and neurotransmitter. And therefore, it's a big part of most people's motivation strategies. So if you think that the reason you didn't get that thing you wanted was because it wasn't big enough or wasn't the right timing, check again. You may have lost your motivation because your pain point didn't come with you. Remember that learning how to create pain on your terms is the key to continually staying motivated. You no longer have an excuse to ever not get things done. Sorry, not sorry. Remember that using rage or shame, while effective in the short term, will pull you out of alignment with who you are, and it will create deeper pain in the long term. So learning how to create pain that is motivating without pooping on your own soul is important. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it, knowing that you can get done anything you want to get done knowing that you have the power of anything that you've been wanting to do and that you just can't get done, you now know how to fix that problem. And now you get to realize, oh, crap, I don't have an excuse anymore. <laughs> so just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that will take you to the next step. 
And of course, if you have any questions about tonight's circle or podcast, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. I had I actually today just had this experience that completely relates to this. I'm very highly motivated. Um, I have some physical limitations that I'm I'm doing physical therapy for. And, um, you know, I do my exercises twice a day and I try to go above and beyond and do what I can do because I really want this resolved as quickly as possible. <laughs> and um, I hit an obstacle today. I, I wasn't able to, I learned that I wasn't able to do something that um, that I've been able to do in the past, um, running, I can't run. Um, and it's also, uh, something that is, uh, really important to me in terms of letting my emotions out, uh, running is really important. And so when I learned that I couldn't do that, that it was exacerbating my issue, um, it was an obstacle for me. And then my head got really loud and it started shaming me. And, um, yeah, beating myself up and I'm like, what is, I didn't really understand what was happening. I had no idea what was happening. And that makes sense. It was just my brain's way of trying to motivate me past that in a really ugly way and a really unhelpful way. (laughs) And then I realized that, you know, I have other options. There's other things that I can do instead of running. Um, yeah, but it was really interesting to witness that process and now hear about it and realize that that's what was happening. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I love that clarity, great awareness. And yeah, a lot of us bully ourselves. A lot of people are like, I like to go to the gym because that's where I get out my anger or I like to run because that's where I get out my emotions. That's where I like process everything. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. And that kind of leaves you in a bit of a sticky place because either you will eventually run out of rage, run out of shame, and then your motivation to exercise and to run will go in the toilet. Or you must unconsciously, constantly manufacture rage and shame in your life to ever get anything done. Mm. And most of us do that one. We're constantly running this underlying, well, if I don't run, then that means when we tell ourselves the story about why we suck. And why everything's going to be terrible and I'm not going to have anything. And we use that as a way to get ourselves to do that thing, thinking that that's what we're supposed to do. And it, it the, the good news is it's effective in the short term. The bad news is it requires us to harm ourselves. And so in the long term, it just creates deeper problems. If you want to get something done, create a pain point on your own terms to get you there. Because if you're relying only on that awesome thing, it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. You might need to be closer to it for it to pull you. And there will be a point in the middle where you will start to self-sabotage, which we usually get, I forgot. Oh, I forgot to do my work. It's just, you know what? Everything's just gotten crazy this week. I can't do my workout. It's just too busy. Yeah, that's how it'll show up for you. And when there's a pain point on the line, you'll find a way. Yeah, and I actually have another question about, um, so it sounds like, you don't have to use the pain point forever. There's a point where the task itself becomes self-motivating. What does that look like? So once you get close enough to the goal, you can get it. But the problem is if there's the big gap between your goal and your pain point, so the pain gets bad enough, you hit your pain point, you're like, all right, it's time to change. 
and you start to move towards your goal and there's going to be a point where you're far enough from your pain point that it's not motivating in the same way, but you're not yet close enough to your goal. And that's that place where you get stuck. That's the hump we need to get over. That's the point of using a consequence or pain point. You need to get yourself over that little hump and then it's just smooth sailing. Then the momentum will pull you towards your goal. But if you don't know how to ride that little bump out, that's when life gets lifey. That's when all of a sudden, if you've said, I'm going to go, I'm going to journal every day, you're going to start to forget. You're going to, you know, spill water on your journal or your dog's going to eat it or like you're going to have crazy hours at work and you can like up and you're like, it's two o'clock in the morning. I don't want to anymore. You will give up on it because it's not close enough for you to grab onto yet and your pain point isn't there anymore. So it doesn't have to be permanently. It just has to be enough to get you close enough that it pulls you Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego, and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you. You're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. During our time and circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelifeunbroken.com backslash circle c-i-r-c-l-e thanks again for tuning in and i'll see you next time